Welcome to Functional Design Enclosure. I'm Christoph Newman. And I am Nate Jones. We're here to help you use closure and functional programming to make your everyday life as a developer less frustrating and more fulfilling. Yes, closure is awesome. We love talking about closure. Uh, so let's see, what was on your mind this week? Okay, so I was thinking about closure. Like, what is the big win with closure? And you hear a lot about productivity. Like, closure is highly productive. But but what like what is productivity, right? So I I think closure gives you expressiveness, which is a a lever to amplify productivity, right? By um by by letting you make things faster, if you will. But then closure also helps reduce and in some cases eliminate this like various sources of combinatorial complexity right so so complexity that just really adds up the more you load it into your application great example is some deep side effect so you have a side effect way down in your call stack and maybe that's manageable that when but when you have all these objects and classes and and there's side effects and, and and now all of a sudden these side effects get out of control it just adds up right so it, it eliminates the time sink that's related to this combinatorial complexity while also giving you the ability to craft things faster, right? And so, so it's, it's expressiveness on the plus and then on the minus getting rid of that combinatorial complexity. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I think some of that complexity is complexity that is there because of the fact that object-oriented i think is naturally complex like it's it's that's a that's it's bound together in ways that it doesn't need to be um but then it's also uh complexity in the what oo lets you create so you're able to create more complex solutions and so not only not only is it the nature of the of the the language so to speak and having to deal with that but it's also the things that it lets you do uh are things that bind you that 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 cause problems later yeah yeah so so there are certain um forced separations let me see if i tell me if i'm i'm understand what you're saying there's there are these forced separations that happen in closure where there's some things you can't tie together, you know? So, so like, imagine right. um, you and I, we're, we're really good friends, and we get along well, and, you know, our, our wife and kids, you know, I don't know, they don't spend as much time together. But then you have friends, and I have friends, and we all say, hey, let's just all move into one big, giant house together. That sounds like <laughs> a really complex scenario. Now, that's going to be really different than if we all live on the same street, you know, and sometimes I take you zucchini bread because you're my buddy and, you know, my wife cooks some. But that's a lot different than you wandering to the, fr- right. staggering to the fridge when you're starving in the middle of the night and grabbing the zucchini bread that my daughter baked for herself because we're all in this giant complex, you know, everybody's in everybody else's business scenario, right? Right. Yeah, exactly. So you can tell me not to go get the zucchini bread. But... 
So, and if I'm not in your house, I can't because I'm not in your house. But if I'm right. in your house, so by that same token, when you're inside of a method of an object, there's all those delicious uh, member variables, instance variables that are just sitting there, ready to be touched, ready to be modified. And you can be super disciplined and not do that. But, but by putting them next to each other, it makes it just such a delicious, delicious temptation that you can't get enclosure. You, you, you literally can't. It's like there's, there's um, locks on the doors by default. And so you can't. It's like, again, that's one of those. That's a great, I think, great description of one of those problems. You just don't have enclosure. Because right. of the way the language is designed, not necessarily because of the parentheses or, you know, Ritchie's hair or anything like that. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yeah. Well, and so it's permission, right? There's, there's sort of like this permission is needed because of immutability. You can't just reach in and start messing with stuff, you know? Exactly. And so there's, there's this other side of that coin. I'll, I'll call it like uh, toxic... S- toxic behavior that doesn't seem like toxic behavior because now you spend all this time coordinating the rules of the mega household, you know, back right. in the, you know, in the commune. Being, being disciplined. Yes. And you feel so good being because careful. of all the systems you come up with and all the structure <laughs> and all the rules, you know, and you, and, and you notice patterns in different rules that you make and you publish books about them. Right. And, right. And you go, wow, you know, we, we really elevated. We've, uh, we've look how productive we've been in coming up with all these uh, ways of managing all this complexity. Oh man, programming is so hard. You know, we've gotten really good at making good rules. Yes, yeah, yeah. And so <laughs> this is a great a example of, have of have. a limiting constraint, right? So closure has some limiting constraints. Mm-hmm. Yes, very carefully chosen, probably because Rich Hickey, you know, has been wounded. <laughs> by some of these things many times over many years uh, in Java land and other imperative OO land. And uh, so these constraints, so they create freedom through limitation, right? Because now you can count on some things, so you have the freedom within that limitation. Yeah. And I think, so I think also you are, because you're limited, you you can't go to all those patterns that you already had. So I think one of the things that it makes it difficult to get into functional programming is that you can't use all of the same, like you're used to following rules. You're used to living in the big household. You're used to doing all those things. And you're so used to, you've been doing it for decades. And, and so when suddenly someone says, sorry, the front door is locked, I can't. If you want, you can put a message in through the mail slot as many messages as you want and we will we but like but but i want the banana bread like i want to be able to just touch those you know instance variables every time i got hungry in the middle How of the d- night i mean the refrigerator provided i just opened the door and there right. there was a, well now it's banana bread right there is zucchini bread Oops, sometimes sorry. and there's <laughs> banana bread other times you know <laughs> it's like man. sorry it mutated out from underneath us there yeah yeah and <laughs> And so in the small, in the small, if you just focus on a few things, you go, wow, what a pain, right? Now I have to like go and knock on Nate's door and say, hey, do you... so I noticed you guys, you have a really healthy zucchini plant in your front yard. And I was thinking maybe you'd have some zucchini bread that time of year. 
So, uh, and you go, oh, yeah, of course. Let me go to the fridge and bring you some. And you're like, ah, I used to just like wake up in the middle of the night and grab the zucchini fried it right out of the fridge where it just magically appeared. But, and maybe, maybe the zucchini bread wasn't a big deal. But boy, you, you add it all up with all the other problems and it becomes a big deal, right? It becomes ungovernable is what it is. And that's the problem is imagine, you know, the house, like, I guess the house is a metaphor for an object. And so when the object is small and there's just a couple instance variables and a couple of methods, it's not that bad. Just zucchini bread. But eventually, over time, it grows, and then there's object models that grow, and they're, they're tied into each other. And so you have a bunch of large houses that are kind of like tacked onto each other. And then you're like, I don't even know how to get to the zucchini bread because I can't even see it from where I am. And then it becomes unmanageable. Like, it becomes ungovernable. Like, you can't, right. there's no rules that you can actually have. And so the only solution is to rewrite it or right. to make right. microservices because microservices everything's so small it can't get that big. Like maybe that's one of the reasons why microservices has taken off is because it keeps applications small enough that they don't, they don't grow too big. <laughs> right. It creates what microservices is moving that into little separate houses where the service API, those are your doors where, and windows. Right. Or maybe we'll just call them doors. I don't know if I want you coming through the window. So let's just say those are the different entryways. <laughs> Right. So instead of having doors between your rooms, you have like portals that can mysteriously vaporize, you know, but you still treat them like doors, you know. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> maybe we're digressing a slight bit from the, uh, the Well, the you goal know, it's here. a good metaphor when we can take it to the level that it starts to fall apart. <laughs> of absurdity? Yes. That should be the true test. And yeah, and so you're sort of halfway there, but but you still run into these these issues even with microservices, right? Because now you're you're still integrating around behavior, right? And behavior right. behavior is really different than integrating around data. And so having having data oriented computation, data oriented pipelines, data oriented integration, and and by data I don't mean the JSON payload <laughs> for the right. remote you know, procedure call that you're doing <laughs> to your microservice. Yeah. Not a function um, call encoded as JSON. No. Yes. Yes. That technically is data, but not what we're talking about. Right. We're talking about data-oriented development, which is a whole different topic, which we won't get into right now. But, right. but yeah. And so, so because of, as you were saying, it's, it's a complete change, this creates a, a problem, right? So this is a big downside of closure is you don't just pick it up like your last four programming languages that were all from the C O O imperative land, you know, sure. Python doesn't have C syntax, but it feels very similar to JavaScript in terms of semantics. Right. And sure. There's some fine semantics, but it's all kind of in the neighborhood, you know, Java and Python. Sure. Static typing, dynamic typing. Okay, fine. But, but, but closure is really different. Right, and functional programming is really different, and it's not just functional style that kind of gets to hang out in little parts of your program. This is functional, top to bottom, ceiling to floor, neighborhood. You know, it's it's a different kind of city planning. <laughs> yeah, that's that. That's what I was just thinking. Is it's like it's a it's more of a planned community. You know, you have to you have to think about the way you put your community together first or differently. And 
and I mean, you know, you've you you've gotten used to all the rules and all the houses and everything. I mean, you sometimes for decades, like you've you've been you've been doing it so long that that you have you have habits about the way that you approach things, and I think those habits actually start to seep into how you solve the problem, like how you even think about the problem. You think about things in an object-oriented way instead of thinking about things in an abstract. I mean, because you're, you know, I mean, as a programmer, you're, 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 you're often tied to code. So you, you, you like solutions, you like writing things down, you, you know, you, you like that side of it. And so, but if you can't, if you don't think of things abstractly enough, you're not going to be able to take that, like the way that you think of it in your head to solve it and put it into a functional program, because the way you thought about it is an object oriented way. Right. And so it's, it's. It's learning the syntax is like it's like a, a minute to a minute to learn a lifetime to master. I forget what what game had that as its as its uh, tagline, but that's the thing is I can do filter in the small very easily, but when I when it comes to how do I how do I take bigger solutions like how do I you know log someone in how do I update right. a database record like even those middle level things not even a whole application the way you think about it 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 doesn't ma- match because your your brain has been wired. Right. Yeah, I think it was like reverse eye Othello, depending on, you know, yeah, what I think branding. Othello, yeah. And um but it's very much like in real life, if if the way you've always solved the zucchini bread problem in your your real in real life is because, you know, your mom gave you zucchini bread. Then you move out of the house and you're like, Oh, I really wish I had zucchini bread. So what do you do? You call mom and go, Hey mom, you got zucchini bread? And right. uh, because you think says, of zucchini bread as a naturally mom-shaped problem, right? Right. <laughs> and she says, "Well, why don't you go to the store?" And you're like, "Oh, well, I can buy zucchini bread at a store." And so you go to the store and you can't find it. And then you're like, "Hey, mom, it wasn't at the store." And she's like, "Oh, well, you have to go to the special bakery store." And you're like, "Oh, you know." And so, so you can't just like invent how to get zucchini bread, right? You have to discover another way to do it, right? And that can take time. And so, part of what this podcast is all about is as we've meandered through the world and we've read and we listen to other people and talk to other functional programmers, we've discovered some other ways of structuring those solutions, of routing data through the program, of you know getting our zucchini bread, if you will, other than stumbling down to the refrigerator in the middle of the night in the giant you know, cooperative living situation and just going, oh, look, <laughs> it appeared again. Great. It's for me. <laughs> Yes, and I think that that you you, if I think back over our podcast, that's one of the things that I think that we've done is try to go from you know the the simple usage to the toy usage to the the slightly higher level, because you have to go to that level before you go to an even higher level. It's where you can do a whole application, and um, it's kind of right. like you have Did to r- walk discover you how to do some of the things, and you right. incrementally and it, mid- and it adds up. It begins to snowball, right? But right. some of those first ahas are really tough because maybe you didn't even know this thing called a store existed. <laughs> right. right. And, the, and, and suddenly your mom isn't available on speed dial. <laughs> right. Then you discover a store exists, but oh, there's different kinds, you know, and oh, and they have different inventory and what's inventory, you know. And so then the, the deep well opens that just was not at all relevant before. Right. And, and, you're, so, and you're still thinking, I just want my program to work. Right. And, and some guy with some awesome hair has told me that I, I, that this is better. Yes. 
but I don't know how to get there. Yeah, it's more expressive. Like just what we were saying before, more expressive. It reduces a pitfall. So, <laughs> All right. That was fun. Yes, it was fun. Cool. All right. Well, then that'll be enough for this week. Uh, if you out there, our dear listeners, have anything that you would like to tell us, please send us a post on uh, at Cloud Your Design on x.com. You know, it's just a confusing time to be alive these days. <laughs> um, anyway, or an email to feedback at closuredesign.club. Uh, or you can hop into our Slack channel on the Closure in Slack, which is uh, closuredesign-podcast. Please check us out. That's right. And you can find us on the web at closuredesign.club, where we have show notes and past episodes. We have a whole index of everything we've talked about there by topic. So go check it out. Listen to some of the back episodes. Uh, listen to your favorites. Listen to them new if this is the first time you're joining us for this podcast. Yeah. Yeah, it's been a lot of fun. All right. We'll be back next week. Thanks for listening.